This is One Heat Minute. Drop of a hat, these guys will rock and roll. What's your name? Wayne Grove. Look like gangbangers working the local 7-Eleven to you. Robbery homicides take me out. Give me all you got! Listen, Give me all you got! I do what I do best. I take scores. You do what you do best. I'm trying to stop guys like me. A podcast dedicated to all 170 minutes of Michael Mann's LA crime opus Heat, one minute at a time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. One Heat Minute. I'm your host, Blake Howard. As promised, I have not been able to stop the relentless force that is my previous co-host and legendary Luke Buckmaster, voice of Australian criticism on Guardian and the Daily Review and just awesome other stuff. So check him out. Lukey, how are you, sir? I'm very well. Yeah, thanks for having me back. You're welcome. And now we are in the ninth minute of Michael Mann's LA Crime Opus Heat. We have seen... The introduction of Wayne Go, who I call probably one of the nastiest and coolest villainous characters, and probably the, I would say, the, like the flagship villain of this film. It's not really a film that has villains as much as professionals on opposing sides of the law. Well, so that's really interesting because he doesn't actually get that much time in the scheme of things. No. And, and neither does John Voight, neither does uh, Val Gilmar. Uh, so these are characters. I think there's almost uh, seventy speaking roles in Heat too. There's, there's, it's, it's, it's a lot. Dozens of speaking roles in Heat. So you don't get a, an up close and personal look at either at any of those gentlemen, and nor are you supposed to. No. Uh, so what you get, I think, in lieu of that, is a very kind of tangled web. You get a real web and an infrastructure of different personalities. We're going to check out the ninth minute of Heat. Um, you guys are going to listen to it, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about it and dissect it for you. So, have a listen. Real tight. Yeah, this works good. I'd consider going again, you know? Yeah, stop talking, okay, Snake? How's he doing? 100%. Right on schedule. Made a right on Venice Boulevard. We're a mile and a half from you. Okay. Crossed over the number one lane, 300 yards from you now. Get set. I am. Get set. I am. I am. I totally am. <laughs> that is a. That's a very loaded one minute. That is my time. favorite very, minute. Very, very loaded. If I if I had to say, I might be biased, but that might be my favorite minute so far. Really? That's your fa- they, oh, so far. So okay, far. So, so out far. Of the first eight minutes. Out <laughs> <laughs> of the first nine minutes. Out of the first nine minutes. Sorry, that's that's your favorite. Yeah. Well, I think I would agree with that. There's a lot of great stuff in that. Oh, there's so much. The yeah. fantastic exchange between Michael and Wangro, where it, it's the culmination of what we talked about in the previous episode, which is him saying. You know, I, you know, if this goes well, I consider going again. You know, yeah, just stop talking, okay? Yeah, Slick. yeah, and and they <laughs> they arrange uh, their faces. Uh, Michael Mann arranges their faces quite well there. So Perfect. so essentially, after the insult, um, Wayne Grow takes off his glasses. It's almost like an instant instinctual response. They're off and they're looking right at you, but Michael doesn't look at him. So and then he looks away. 
And then Michael looks in, and the, I think the car stops, the yeah. vehicle stops, and then so it's like both of those sets of eyes are uh, are not quite connecting with each other. No, and there's this great moment where he's got that visual, like that intensity. It's like almost like I want to start a, I want to start an argument here. I want to, I, I, I'm registering what you're saying to me as an insult. You're treating me with disrespect, and Michael's just. He's not giving him the space to start that argument. I don't. There's no argument here, mate. I'm driving the car. Shut up. This is what we're doing. We are. I'm driving this, and there's. And then there's the great moment where he absolutely knows that that was an insult, and he absolutely knows that it was. Uh, it was meant to sort of target uh, and elicit a response. But then there's this amazing, incredible sort of moment where he. Then he looks back at him like, "What are you gonna do?" <laughs> <laughs> that mm. face that he gives him, I just want to go back to have a look at it. It's, it's one of my favourite um, because it's just, it's this outstanding performance. Eight minutes, 15 seconds. We've got Tom Sizemore here as Michael looking back at Wayne Grow. So Wayne Grow in the opening seconds here, he's already had the stop talking now. Okay, Sleek, let's shut up. And then basically after Wayne Grow's kind of got this sort of scowl on his face, this pissed off, like, I'm staring you down. How dare you insult me? Mm. The car stops. They're at a set of lights. He looks forward. He's pissed off. And Michael, Tom Sizemore's character, stares at him with this kind of like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's always, it's, it's, yes, it's a, what are you going to do? But it's also like, how are you feeling right now as well? He's, he's really judging him. He's, 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 I think he's probably asking himself, or is this going to escalate? Is it going to be a conflict? Yes. You know, he's, he's judging the mood. And then the next shot, you, you know, you've got that sort of mid shot of De Niro behind the wheel. And I, I, I really think it's very Michael Mannion that we don't get a close up of, of De Niro's face. It's most of the shot is the machinery around him. It's, yes. it's almost turning the, the, you know, the silvery kind of colors and the, in the vehicle into this sort of um, piece of kind of artwork almost. And and I love, you see through the glass, there's this sort of great shade, this tint of the window, very clinical work gloves. We see him in his ambulance outfit. He is all business. This is the guy we saw in the morning wearing those leather gloves. Doesn't look like a friendly ambulance um, man no, though, not, does he? Not like, as passive. Would not- you trust him <laughs> fixing up your heart attack? He's like, wow. Well, okay. look, you get to, I think you get to the you hospital quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you get somewhere quickly. Yeah. You get to the mall pretty quickly. Whatever destination you're going to, <laughs> you're, you're going quick. You're going, yeah. Um, look, and he's very intense here. So, again, even in the opening stages of the film, quite a passive face, if not determined, very passive. Now, he is business this is neil mccauley not this is neil mccauley standing out he's here he's opening up and we start to see he's sort of surveying the landscape he's talking and bang eight minutes 21 seconds into this film danny treo danny treo you know i once interviewed donny danny treo and um he's a really cool dude um yeah so he found god really um yeah 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 he found god one time um after writing and i, I might be getting some of the details of this story wrong but i don't think i am after reading sorry not writing the the words jesus saves uh, written in escrement on a on a prison a prison wall or floor um so danny yeah danny and then he went around he's, he's actually quite a quite a powerful role model he goes to prisons he speaks to disaffected youth he's uh, quite an inspiring dude and if you um type into youtube i think it's uh danny trio death reel you can see all the films that he's died in (laughs) (laughs) and i'm pretty sure including the very one we're talking about now uh but uh yeah great actor great actor and in this film i think it's either his first or second film feature 
um, Danny Trejo after being in prison. His name is Trejo. Like his character's name is Trejo right. in this film. So that's how that's how yeah, immediate it was. What about that? And, yeah, yeah. And, and man, who um, you will see his films, particularly with Thief. He had famous Chicago criminals are saying the roles of police officers, famous police officers playing the roles of criminals, um, uh, you know, Dennis Farina most notably. Um, you will see in man films, he loves the elements of authenticity where he can get real-life people, even if it's someone mm. who maybe is a real-life undercover cop. He's had the real-life undercover cops played crooks in Miami Vice, for example. Just that element of authenticity where people who are really you know in those jobs that he's trying to portray on film he loves to bring that in so Treo here although now absolutely a role model and, and an actor and probably a lot of people just knowing him for things like probably spy kids and machete depending on who you are as a as a person that's listening um or the um or in breaking bad also breaking so, bad yeah rather um, discombobulated <laughs> performance there. Yeah, yeah. Like a head on a turtle, I believe, is how he ended up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and if Michael Mann doesn't sort of get these authentic actors, and often, I think, more, way more often than not, he doesn't, yes. um, purely because of the sort of casting logic of Hollywood, uh, the intense rehearsal process, uh, one, one imagines the ethos behind that is him trying to put them in that space as much as, as absolute possible. Absolutely. And so you've got, like, a guy who's literally out of prison very recently <laughs> before this, Danny Schreier, um, is the wheelman of this crew following their mark. He's, he's tracking them down, and we get sort of a quick flash um, as he's tracking. He's talking very specifically, and bang, we, we see... Finally, we may be seeing the distance. If you're very discerning, if you're at 8 minutes and 27 seconds, you're looking ahead and you're seeing a truck that appears to be the target of this crew. Mm. And this kind of... Maybe it's the overpass thing going on. Maybe they're sort of driving under it. But it reminds me of the French Connection. Yes. I'm getting that kind of vibe here. Massively. That, that, that freaking chase scene vibe. Yeah, and I think I think it's just... Because of because you're in it, like Freakin's got that in the French Connection, sort of pioneered, um, and and again Walter Hill was his you know um, was his second unit director, mm. um, who went on to be an insanely great director in mm. his own right. Um, getting in amongst the traffic and getting in there to give you that experiential sort of I'm behind the wheel feeling is 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 what's happening here in Heat with Danny Trejo holding his walkie-talkie onto the actual steering wheel at this stage at 8 minutes and 27 seconds. We're looking ahead. It's just so fantastic. Absolutely. So we're going ahead. This is great because we've we've transferred between... We've seen Tom Sizemore's Michael and Wayne Grow have their spat. I don't know if that's probably a good word. Their little, their little micro-conflict. Yeah. Uh, it's sort of like a laying down or establishing of the order of things. The yes. pecking order. Yeah, the pecking order is you're a guest. <laughs> you are very much a guest in our house. Yeah. This is our house, and you just shut up and you do what you're told, and then we'll decide whether we want to keep you. Um, you talking then- to me now? No. <laughs> no, no, okay, okay. Good, 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 good. <laughs> no, we weren't having a spat. I've got to take my oh, reflective yeah, right. glasses off. Right. We, get, we get back to De Niro sort of checking in with his wheelman, and bang, we do this reverse shot, and we get Christian Hillis alongside him in the same vehicle, we get a hint of a mask there on the dashboard. We kind of know what's coming if we watch this film a few times. But he is also dressed up in this in this garb, and it kind of tells you for a split second that we may have been seeing him do something that's outside the timeline of this film earlier mm. in it. So that's that's kind of a strange one because he, he's outside of the timeline. 
Yeah, that is a strange one. You don't really notice that necessarily in the, in the sort of heat of the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, the interesting thing about this shot of Val Kilmer, this tiny little um, take of him, scene of him at 8.34, is that he flicks on the radio and uh, he listens to a jingle. I think it's double TFM or fine FM or something. I can't, I can't remember the radio no, station. The station. Uh, but, but he listens to a jingle. As soon as he turns it on, he hears the jingle. Yes. And then he turns it off. Yes. Right after the jingle. So this is not a man who has a lot of time to surf between the radio stations or listen to music. And I think for for me, what that says is, um, he, you know, A, he's got time to kill um, because it hasn't happened yet. Whatever's going to happen hasn't happened yet. And then B, he doesn't have much time. Yes. <laughs> because, some, because the shit's about to go down. And, and also... I love the... You you watched him with sort of a blank-faced intensity in the early minutes of this film. And now we see him very poised and it's almost relaxed and, and impatient relaxed. As you just said, he's got time, but he's got no time. I'm waiting for this to happen. What the hell's going to happen? Hurry up. Because we're like, I'm right on the precipice. It's that kind of nerves. And that fidgety, you know that. Like, we, we've, we everyone does it. You sit there and if you're frustrated with something, you're like, oh, I'm having a look at something on board. You find yourself looking at a phone and you're like, get that phone away. And in 1995, when you're sitting in the front of a stolen ambulance dressed as an ambulance man with an automatic you, weapon. You can't play Candy Crush. <laughs> It's, it's just not an option. Yeah, and I think it, it took a while for Michael for Michael Mann to to do the the smartphone thing. And I think I, I remember Al Pacino and the beach and the insider talking on a very old cruddy yeah portable cruddy, phone, pr- cruddy yeah. portable phone, yeah. in, to which he had to walk up to like higher than his knees in water to still get to signal. Get, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, often in terms of good drama, interesting drama. I, I mean, I'm yet to be convinced that smartphones are part of that necessarily no no, they don't make any good drama so we we then flick back there's a great quick moment of seeing um that dichotomy that luke talked about with time enough time before this thing's going to go down but not too much time and we move the space and we now finally see we see michael tom sizemore wayne grow kevin gage in that big ginormous green truck Danny Trejo for one of the 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 final seconds and acknowledgement from de niro up to the the ninth minute Mm. Yeah. Get ready. I am. And we are poised and ready for what's to come. And we're finally here. Like, it's... It, we are... Te- we, you know, we're about to head into the 10th minute of this movie. We are. Yeah. And, and it's this lovely establishment, this slow, languid... I love that he's got the patience that right now, until this point, we haven't... You know, we're into a crime film, but we're just seeing characters do things. Seeing people drive a car. Mm. pick someone up from a road stop in a in a truck or seeing a, a, a man you know have some morning some morning amorous cuddles with his wife you know and, and mm. get ready for work it's it's like all this establishment stuff the pacing and now the chess pieces on the chessboard are there ready and now I'm, i've been gathering storm and here we go this is where we're at yeah i think that's one of the great qualities about michael mann's direction he he doesn't push your foot around nor turn a blind eye to the smaller details that can fulfill and you know bring to life characters, but on the other hand, um, there's a there is a degree of patience there. I'd say a high degree of patience. Yes. And we we've just seen the green prime mover moving into a position, uh, which is um, you know it's, something's going to happen obviously before we get into the next minute. But um, the pieces are arranged and and he does that very proficiently. So with the pieces in place, Tom Sizemore he's ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? 
I'm ready. I'm ready for the 10th minute of Michael Mann's Crime Saga epic. Luke Buckmaster, would you like to join me for the 10th minute? I certainly would. Try and stop me. <laughs> Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back next time with the 10th minute of Michael Mann's Heat. Thank you so much, Mr. Luke Buckmaster. You can find him at Luke Buckmaster on Twitter, also on Guardian Australia, and often on the Daily Review. Uh, he is an absolute treat, as you heard. Thank you to Garth Franklin for our website design and Paul Davies for our music. We'll be back. Thank you so much for joining us on this one heat minute journey, guys. Please subscribe, rate, and review this bad boy on your favorite platforms.